Now, what are you watching? What are you guys watching? What are you watching? What are you watching, guys? What's this show? Is it new? What is this show? What are you watching? What are you watching? What are you watching? Okay, that's it. That's enough screen time, people. Let's all take a 10-minute break. No more TV. Turn it off now. Welcome back to another episode of Screen Time is Cancelled. I'm Aaron. I'm Andy. And I just want to clear the air about something. Get it oh, out of yeah. the way here. This is a comedy podcast. I don't know how <laughs> I could have made that more clear. We could have made that more clear prior to now. But just so we're crystal clear. And I recognize that this is what, like 22, 23 episodes in. So kind of and it's probably about 20, 20 episodes late. For... Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> once you get to this point, in case you weren't sure... <laughs> We are not trying to be informative. Nope. <laughs> we are not trying to be helpful unless you want to know what shows to avoid so you don't roll your eyes out of your head. This isn't one of those websites where you go to check to make sure that the stuff your kid is watching is like appropriate and good for whatever moral code you live by. This is just... Yeah, we're not the what is the MPAA or, or any of the yeah. rated T for teen. We're, we're none of that. This is definitely meant to poke fun hopefully light-hearted fun most of the time <laughs> just so we're clear <laughs> yeah, not... all that heavy business aside today's inauguration day yeah it's an exciting day for people who aren't insane no more mango mussolini <laughs> and unless you're one of the people out there who believe that this now like this is a face-off situation where donald trump has taken joe biden's face and is going to continue oh god what his... <laughs> oh it's the real thing there are some amazing conspiracy theories out there about how i saw one that had, that said that because there was gold fringe on the flags we're now technically under maritime law <laughs> and something else about how the the now the senate is defending like we've now become a corporation called united states and donald trump is now the ceo of that corporation that owns this country like it's Apparently, Fox News was saying um, that the police presence at inauguration was to showcase that the Democrats are in charge now. That's why. <laughs> and definitely not to protect the people that are there from idiots. Look, it's been two weeks since terrorists ran into federal buildings to try and stop the certification of an election. That's how are we not over that yet? I... Okay, just let it go. <laughs> The election was certified. He's joking, get over y'all. That's not something you get over. At least not in two weeks. But so anyways, to celebrate this, I have had this bottle of port from Portugal in my possession, possession for about 20 years, I think. Just about. Uh, it's from 1987. And I was told by my family, hey family, listening, then I should save this for some special occasion. And then we had a bunch of special occasions and we just forgot about it. Yep. So, and you were also told that it was not a good year for port. Yep. So you're welcome. And I've also been told that I probably wasn't storing it correctly. I just tried to pull the cork. Uh, the, the, the It's like one of those little corks that's in a piece of plastic and the cork just broke off. Just broke in half. So uh, Aaron, you continue telling while I fight with this. Uh, the company I work for had a pretty cool Christmas party that was over Zoom, of course, because 2020. And it was a wine tasting with this really cool Chicago-based uh, wine, I forget the word, not sommelier, the wine maker. Vintner? Was she a vintner? No, I thought it was like a, I don't know, I don't remember. So anyway, um, she was telling us wine myths and saying that there were all kinds of 
things like people would try to return wine to the store because it had gone bad when in reality they had left it in their car on a hot summer day. And so it literally cooked and become disgusting. And (laughs) somehow throughout the night, we found out that most people don't store wine properly and it basically goes bad after two years. So the fact that we've had this 1987 port and definitely don't have a wine cellar makes me think like Andrew's about to drink some vinegar. Do not pour me any. I do not want you any. Don't, you don't want any of this? No. Oh, I bought two glasses and everything. You know what? You try it first. <laughs> wow. You know what? Just give it a smell. No. A smell. This, oh, this God. Is not, this is now a port review I'm podcast. terrified. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It smells like rubbing alcohol mixed with, I don't know, some sort of brown liquor. This Scotch, is, yeah. Whiskey. Uh, it's also make very clear that um, this could be the best year of port from the best port, and we don't really drink, so yeah, we don't know any better. I probably would think this tastes pretty bad, anyways. I'm just gonna take. I'm just gonna take a little, little, little sip here. Uh, don't die. You know, actually, that's not terrible. No. I mean, it's not my favorite. I'm trying. I'm here. I'm trying to give some to Aaron. Oh, it's it's strong, but it's it's not as bad as you'd think it would be. <laughs> Aaron's. Aaron's shaking her head no. I'm good, thanks. You sure? Yep, all good. I mean, really, it's not that bad. Like I said, I don't, I don't like port, so it's hard. Like, this could be the best port in the world, and I'd still be like, oh, it's not bad. I've had port once, and it was about 10 to 15 years ago, so I don't know what it's supposed to taste like. And I'm pretty sure, based on the smell, I wouldn't like it. Imagine if you took cherry cough drops and put it in nail polish remover. <laughs> and you... <laughs> And you let that stew. You are selling this. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, but like, it's it's not bad. It's really not. Like, come on, all the cool kids are doing it. I'll be your best friend. Oh my God, I'm about to do this, y'all. <laughs> <coughs> oh God, that's awful. But it's not as bad as you thought, though, is it? No, I expected straight up vinegar. <laughs> and it's not vinegar. It's like something else. Oh, that's in, that's really. See? You know what? <laughs> If I could have the aftertaste without actually having to drink any. <laughs> the aftertaste is interesting. It's it's like almost like cherry flavored coffee. Oh, Do you get the coffee well, flavor? I told you cherry cough drops and so cherry cough is the beginning of cherry coffee. So <laughs> And those are similar. I could be cough a sommelier and coffee. And whatever. So I also don't know what the like is port hard liquor or is it wine? It's wine, uh, right? Look, my family's from Portugal, and I feel like I shouldn't even have to answer these questions. <laughs> and it's well, rude that you would test that I I'm know just, anything about this. I know how we stored this, and I know it wasn't in a very temperature-controlled area, or if it was, it was completely accidentally. So the fact that that isn't 100% disgusting poison. is and poison is baffling to me. Well, you know, we, we could... How soon after drinking moonshine do you go blind? <laughs> I think you have to drink a tad more than we just drank. So this evening we watched a brand new Netflix show called Gabby's Dollhouse, which I knew literally nothing about other than I guess maybe having scrolled past it while searching for something to watch and finding nothing and always just switching back to what I'm already watching. Yeah, I've been seeing it pop up anytime we log into Netflix and we're trying to pick another show for this 
Gabby's Dollhouse has been at the top, and they've been pushing it. Like, hey, check out Gabby's Dollhouse. I mean, it's a Netflix original. That's what they do with all yeah. the Netflix originals. But this was like top of the screen every time. It's oh. like Gabby's Dollhouse right now. Check it out. Look at it. Well, I can safely say after having watched an episode of it that six to 10 to 12 year old me would have friggin loved this. Oh, sweet Jesus. When looking into this show very briefly before we started watching it, I should have recognized the name Tracy Page Johnson and knew that we were in trouble. I was going to ask if any of the voices were famous or... or Some of them are, and we'll, we'll get into that. Okay. But more importantly, this was created by Tracy Page Johnson, who is the creator of Blue's Clues. I was literally made the note that Someone went into a room and pitched, what if Blue's Clues, but younger, cuter, and pinker? <laughs> and that's, Ta-da! That's, so we should have known that we were getting a show that was made by someone who was competent, who was good yep. at making children's television. That's true. Who had this, has been doing this since the mid-90s. Whether you like it or not, it is a flawlessly executed show. It, it achieves exactly what it's trying to do better than most other shows that we've watched. I wonder if someone brought up the fact that they were sick and tired of Steve and Joe and the thir- new guy, third one, mansplaining things to children. <laughs> <laughs> Although Blue was a girl, so yeah, you know, there's that. Uh, and a Josh is the new one Josh, in, thank in you. Blue's Clues and You, which I haven't watched yet. So this show, within seconds, if you are someone who likes cute things or small things. And doesn't 100% hate all children's television, you will probably enjoy this. You will not mind if your kid watches it. Um, oh, yeah. The, within within 10 seconds of this yep. show coming on, I just, like, oh, this is entirely for Aaron. This is a show that exists for Aaron. <laughs> the opening has Gabby and other children voices and cats all singing and meowing to a tune off key. <laughs> And I honestly don't even remember what they say, but I know some of the uh, lyrics are meow, meow, meow. I wrote down the, the, the lyrics. It's oh, good. Gabby's Dollhouse. Mm-hmm. Woo. Mm-hmm. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> Gabby's Dollhouse. Woo. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Really? Meow, 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 meow. And later on, they reuse that melody um, <laughs> with a different set of lyrics. Uh, I, I made a note of them. Hamster Kitties. Woo. <laughs> Meow, 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 Hamster kitties, woo. Meow, 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 meow. Oh, that was even better than the original. I don't think so. Those meows are really cute. So after the theme song, we come into the show and we meet Gabby, who is this adorable little girl. Um, hanging out in her bedroom with her cat Floyd, who yep. <laughs> is amazing. I feel like if, if it was just her and that cat, you would have loved this show. I, absolutely. He is a chonker that is, looks like a, I don't know, a tiger tabby or Looks one like of them. he's an older cat as well. Yeah. And, uh, he looks displeased as most cats do when you're just like catching them off guard and they're trying to sleep or clean themselves or whatever. And that was pretty great. Then she, you know, kind of talks to Floyd and talks about how she's building him, you know, some cat toys. And then she mentions that a delivery, a dollhouse delivery is coming. Yep. And this fuzzy cat box slides down this very long ramp 
from the wall in her room into the middle of her room. She said it's, it's a ramp that's like spirally and lights up. Yes. And it goes from like a hole in her wall into a special mailbox on her desk. Yes. Shaped like a cat. Yes. Everything is shaped like cats in the show. It's amazing. So this box lands on the desk and it's a box with all covered in fuzz, like faux fur with mm-hmm. uh, ears on the top. It's a cat box. It's a cat box. And she said, oh my gosh, the, the box is so fuzzy and cute. And I just assumed based on the previous three minutes that we'd watched that everything came in fuzzy cat boxes, <laughs> which is a little disappointing, but also I'm intrigued because now I want to know what, what other, other kinds of boxes. Are- yeah. <laughs> but anyway, fuzzy cat box on brand. So Gabby opens the fuzzy cat box and inside <laughs> is a tiny egg carton. <laughs> and in the tiny egg carton are tiny hamster kitties. <laughs> which are these Teeny tiny, like, what would you say, uh, Cadbury Easter egg size? Oh, like even the... s- even smaller than that. I'd I'd say that they're like not not the tr- the the hard shell ones. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think you these think are it's like... smaller than that. Oh yeah, I think oh. this is size of like a peanut butter M and M. These are oh. tiny. Like, so because yes. she she's a child. She has child hands. Yeah, like... you gotta scale okay. everything down a little bit. So anyway, they're very very tiny, and they're they basically look like felted little hamsters crossed with cats. Yeah. They're incredible. Little hamster body, but with like a cat face and cat ears. Yeah, it's just like a, a puff of fur with cat ears and a tail. And they're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, again, you would have been satisfied. Yep, You absolutely. could have turned the show off. Yep. And you would have thought it was the greatest thing you'd ever watched. Uh-huh. But no, it gets better because she has a dollhouse with other tiny things. And she is like Polly Pocket in that <clears throat> she can shrink down to her dollhouse size. And to do that, instead of using a locket like Polly Pocket did, she puts on cat ears. <laughs> and she, but like, she also sings a song. Or yeah. Says some magic words or something. She like, it's like she tugs the left one, tugs the right one, and then gets small. Yeah. Also, actually, I, I should point out at some point during the opening theme, they use the line, let's live in the meow. Oh, I love it. I know. And I just I wanted to make sure. I hate it, but I love it. Okay. Yeah, for for a show, for yeah, I wanted to make sure that you knew that. And for a show like this, it's for this age group, it's perfect. Yes, that was something when when I saw her getting small and realized like, oh, she's going to go play in her dollhouse. I realized how much Polly Pocket was squandering her shrinking ability because she's just using it to go on like boring little escapades and playing in her pencil box when she could be buying whole toy sets and then shrinking herself down to those size and playing with them. I mean, we did only watch one episode. I get the feeling that that she doesn't play with a lot of toys in that show. Yeah. I get the feeling that she well, probably skews a little older. Didn't didn't we discover or didn't we decide that they had to be like junior high-ish? I think so, yeah. So she, I mean, I don't Oh, she could you think she could be like a little ashamed of playing with toys? I I don't know about ashamed. I just I don't think I played with as many toys when I was in junior high as I did. Would you would that. you play with more if you could shrink down to their size? Yes. That's all I'm saying is that you know, she's just She's going on these weird little adventures and she could be like building herself a Lego city and then shrinking herself down and playing around in her Lego city. That's true. When Gabby shrinks down, she becomes animated. Yes. And it's like an animation style that almost looks claymation-esque, but it's very, you know, it's animated. It's Mm -hmm. not clay. Interestingly, though, her, so she has Pandy, who is this stuffed black and white cat that she brought with her and shrinks with her. Um, who becomes live or 
what do you call it? Yeah, she, she's pretended it to life. Yes. So it comes to life when, when they shrink and they're in the house together. And she also has some other animal friends who we meet along the way, almost all cats in some form or other. Uh, but the first one is that we meet is Baby Box. And Baby Box is kind of a two things here. Uh, she's kind of a cool concept. She's a milk carton on top of a cardboard cup mm-hmm. um, with paper feet and hands and little pipe cleaner whiskers. So she's clearly a crafted thing. Yeah, like you could you could easily find the stuff. Assuming you have small milk cartons at home, you could make a, a baby box this afternoon, right. most likely. Interesting thing number one is that Baby Box, for whatever reason, is animated like stop motion animation, but she is the only character like that. So they, but everything else is fluid animation, and these guys are stop motion, seemingly. So that's interesting. And not even like fluid stop motion. Like they they jump between poses a lot. Older stop motion. But it's very clearly intentional. Yeah. Interesting thing number two, and I don't know if, if I would want to see it in this show specifically or if I just want to see this. But our son has books called, I think, Look and Find. And they are, uh, I don't know, 16 or 20 page books. And they have full two page spreads where it's a scene and everything in the scene is made up of found objects. So you might have um, a dinner table and chairs and the chairs are made of crackers and pretzels and pencils and paper clips and the table is made of a rice cake and a thimble or something like that but it all looks at first glance really legit and then you it's kind of like a I don't know, maybe a Where's Waldo or a Hidden Images sort of deal where you start realizing, oh, that's actually made out of that thing. Right. And not a curtain or whatever it might be. So the fact that Baby Box was made out of milk carton and cup and and pipe cleaners and also, you know, 112th or 124th dollhouse size was disappointing to me because I was kind of thinking it would be cool to use found objects to make dolls. Hmm. But the found objects that these characters are made out of are not anything that's that size, if you know what I mean. You would have to make them and then shrink them down, I guess. Yeah, I think it's... Maybe that was the intention. But either way, I think it would be really cool to have a show about tiny things or about a, you know, handmade dollhouse where everything is made out of found objects. Yes. No, that would be really cool. I think you're right. I think everything everything is scaled to be the size it would be compared to um, Gabby. Yes. So it's it makes sense if you forget the fact that they're in a dollhouse and already right. scaled down to 124. And I guess I must have forgotten that because that, <laughs> that's not what You I were just thinking. so engrossed in the world of the show. Sure. Yeah. It, you, it, you had completely bought the illusion of this animation in this world. So good job to Gabby's Dollhouse for yeah. pulling that off. Yeah. I, I did notice that because they very quickly start talking about the hamster kitties again. It's the focus of the whole episode. And they keep saying hamster kitties over and over again. And I kept wondering myself, like, is, is this a known concept that I'm just unaware of? Did you go into this knowing what hamster kitties were? No idea. I, okay. I don't think they're a thing. But I did have a question after watching her, you know, go around her bedroom and pick up Pandy and, and go into the dollhouse for the first time. Was this another show that was made to sell toys? Ah, that's a very good question. Let's do some very Because a questions. lot of these things look very much like easy merch grabs, I guess. So it looks like there are toys that have been licensed. Spin Master 
is taking care of them. Spin Master, the ones behind Paw Patrol and um, Paw Patrol Trains, whatever the hell that show is called. Dinosaur Trains? No, no, Paw Patrol Train. Oh, Mighty Express. Mighty Express, yes. Spin Master are the ones who currently are dealing with the license and will be making toys this year for Gabby's Dollhouse. Gotcha. So I'm sure there will be a $99 version of that dollhouse with all of the requisite cat figurines to go into it. Like that, you know, four foot tall lookout for Paw Patrol that they sell. Well, I want to be offended, but also I want all those toys. (laughs) I'm trying to put my finger on why I am personally less outraged at the toy selling. Is it because it's cats? On this show. No, you know, I think it's because it's not available yet. So you can't see it? The show comes first. Right? Like when we watched the Elf on a Shelf thing and that was launched, right. that cat and book were ready to friggin' go. Like yeah. you watched it and then you could go buy it immediately and it was ready before Christmas came. Whereas this show, it sounds like they haven't really made much of anything, if anything, yet. And it's not, it's coming later. So you, the show has to stand on its own. And I guess and be worth continuing to watch in order to get kids interested in the toys, right? Yeah. To some extent. I, I guess that's the best I can come up with. It doesn't bother it, me as much. It remains to be seen what they actually look like. It, you know, if they're or actually selling yeah. craft kits, like here is a kit to make your own dollhouse and like it's a, yeah, it's more true. of a craft based thing, but. I would support that. I mean, I did a lot of crafting as a younger person, not so much as a kid. I don't recall, but the show continues to be adorable. Yes. And Baby Box has said, yay, mama, can we keep these? hamster kitties and mama says no they are a lot of responsibility and you're still a little kitty (laughs) so baby box gets very excited and she's made a gift for the hamster kitties somehow in half a second yeah Yeah. she made them a ferris wheel which was incredible it was a really cute ferris wheel (laughs) they were just going around yelling or not yelling but going (laughs) they really liked that ferris wheel and you really liked every time the the kitties were doing anything new yes (laughs) to this point the hamster kitties make a break for it right yes and they escape to the playroom, which has wallpaper that literally looks like hamster tubes, which is interesting that this is the first time that hamster kitties have been in this house. <laughs> and come to find out the wallpaper, they call it a wallpaper cade. So it's an arcade that they mm-hmm. are aware of that they can go into. Yep. And they can go play the wall game. That's pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. I'm into that. that so it's like she can shrink and become a part of her dollhouse and she can shrink again and go play video games in her wallpaper as the main video game character. This is pretty sweet. Yeah, her imagination's way better than mine was. Yeah, <laughs> mine too. And so the hamster kitties go into this weird little like Pac-Man hamster tube thing. With jelly beans as the like instead yeah, of the little, little Pac-Man dots. Yeah, these weird little like multicolored hamster treats. And they have to chase hamster kitties around that for a while until they finally catch them and or coerce them back out of the game and catch them and they chase them around in a cat car yeah i'm sorry yes a purple sparkly cat car with a tail this show is just made for 10 year old you (laughs) it really is uh so pandy is in the car with gabby and baby vox and Gabby turns around to Pandy and says, Pandy, do you have anything in your Pandy pack that can help us catch the hamster kitties? And Pandy's like, oh, yeah, man, right here. I got a net. And I'm thinking, Pandy, you had that net the whole damn time. And you had to wait for you to be like in the middle of a chase and Gabby to ask you like. He's not very proactive. Yeah. 
He's he's good he's good in a pinch because he's got that magic bag that's right. apparently got anything in it. A net that's three times its height, etc. But he's not really good at coming up with those ideas himself. He's not self-motivated yes. and self-managed. He needs a manager there. So it's at this point that I thought I recognized Pandy's voice. Do I? <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Uh, Panda Paws, also known as Pandy, is being played by someone by the name of Tucker Chandler. He Panda seems Paws to is a great cat name. He seems to be a child. And he has been in nothing you've watched. Okay. He was in Madagascar a little wild, which apparently is a TV show. And a TV... Oh, my God, we need to watch this. A TV show called Grandma for President. (laughs) Yes. Sold. On the title alone. So at this point, they've uh, figured out a way to outsmart the hamster kitties and have caught them with the jelly bean things. They collected them and created a trail. And... The two hamster kitties that had escaped to the playroom are now back in the egg carton eating their little jelly beans. And it is the cutest fucking thing. <laughs> they look kind of like multicolored Cheetos. Because they look like they the have jelly the texture. jelly beans, not the hamster kitties. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the hamster treats. The, the hamster kitty treats. Yeah. They look kind of like multicolored Cheetos. And I'm as I was watching them eat them, I was kind of sad that there weren't multicolored Cheetos I could buy. Mm. Like a big bowl of different colored Cheetos. Yeah. Because I'm sure the orange color on the oh, cheese it's flavoring is, yeah it's fake oh my god now i want cheetos that would be horrible to eat while on microphone so they take they finish up with these two cat or hamster kitties and they have to find the other four that are still missing there mm-hmm. were six in the carton and they take the cat elevator down to what i'm assuming is her bedroom you mean, you mean the cat elevator yeah i didn't like that portmanteau so i didn't use it but sure okay. yes and that that's not me. Like, that it showed it on screen. It said oh, cat of cat did it? Oh, Yes, it did. Well, I'm sorry. That, I wasn't trying to correct your portmanteau. I was... I mispronounced it. I just didn't... I didn't like it, so I didn't use it. Oh, that's fair. Cool. Did you notice that the, the cat evader stops at every floor, even when they're not stopping I did. There? I did notice that. I wonder if, uh, <laughs> if, like on Elf, they just press every button because they light up. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it's... Well, it's only three floors. It's fine. So they take the cat elevator down to the, the first floor. To first floor. Is uh, this where we meet Cakey or the pillow? No, this is Cakey. We go meet Cakey in the kitchen. Cakey is a cupcake cat. Yep. Also adorable. Yeah, really, really cute cupcake cat. And these hamster kitties are just sliding all over the place in this kitchen. And they, they just, man, they love sliding. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Look. I know a thing or two about hamster kitties, and hamster <laughs> kitties love to slide. Let me let me spin you a yarn. <laughs> what? So they dumped that port out. <laughs> You're high. Yeah, I've I've got too many things. Yep. But they can't catch these kitties, these hamster kitties, in the kitchen because they're just sliding around so much because they just love to slide. And Cakey comes back with the longest noodle in the world. <laughs> And says, could we use this to make a slide? And Baby Box is apparently an expert slide builder. Yep. And builds this really cool looking slide, like a Hot Wheels track around the entire kitchen. Except that's not how slides work, especially not with furry animals. There's no way they would slide all the way down it, but fine. All right. Suspension of disbelief, blah, blah, blah. They're really good at sliding. Okay. And they slide, they get the slide in place. And Keiki is at the is at the top of I think she's sitting on top of the hood vent, 
saying like, all right, we're ready to go down the slide. And Keiki is sitting right next to the two ham. Just grab the hamster kitties there. I don't think Keiki has arms. (laughs) We're supposed to be partners. Really? Like right now on microphone, you're going to do this to me? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I thought she had arms. (laughs) So... I don't know if you noticed this, and I didn't realize until kind of towards the end of this little segment that they were in the kitchen. So as they're chasing the cats around and the noodle slide is being built, Gabby is providing play-by-play. And she's speaking into what I thought was a pooper scooper, which was way funnier than the fact that it was a spatula. Oh, like one of the things you used to scoop uh, kit litter? Yes. Cat poo. But it very much looked like a pooper scooper, which and this oh we didn't mention that as they're going and collecting all these these hamster kitties up, Baby Box is making notes of all the things she's learning about hamster kitties so that she can be a better provider for them yes. and be a better pet owner and drawing adorable pictures of the things that the hamster kitties like, a la Blue's Clues. Yes, they uh, in when they were playing around in the playroom in the wallcade, she made the note that they love to eat. Mm-hmm. Which differentiates them from a lot of other pets. Yes. And <laughs> that after the kitchen, she wrote down that they love to slide. Mm-hmm. This dollhouse is really cool, by the way. Yeah, it's a really cool dollhouse. I would live in it if, if that was an option. Then they take the cativator to the bedroom. Yes, where there's a cat pillow named Pillow Cat. Yes, very, very appropriate name. <laughs> I was really expecting something else, but it's it's just Pillow Cat. Pillow Cat's voice also sounded familiar. Was it anyone? It's the voice of Nova Swift from Trolls the Beat Goes On. I mean, I think we watched that, but I don't recall. Also, someone named Myra from The Bay and someone named Fleur Blanc from Eureka 7. Oh! What? Eureka 7 colon AO. Oh, all right. I don't know what any of that means. I'm assuming it's Canadian. Pillow Cat, you have a famous sounding voice. So Pillow Cat apparently was snoozing on the bed. And had a dream about the hamster kitties. Mm-hmm. And in her dream, the hamster kitties were doing something. And he slid down a rainbow. Oh, yeah. And into slippers and fell asleep. And lo and behold, one of the hamster kitties was asleep. Oh, my God. Adorably asleep and snoring in one of the slippers. <laughs> it was so cute. Yeah, I, It was like every 30 seconds, just you making another like squeal cute noise. <laughs> So they discover the first hamster kitty in the slipper and realize that the second one is not in the slipper as they expected. And it actually jumps out and goes and basically (laughs) escapes through a hamster kitty sized door in the tree that's in the room, which is apparently a tunnel or slide down to the music room. Why who, is there a hamster kitty door? Who uses that, that this slide? Is supposed to be the first time they've been in this house. Like, why? Who's why using that it? Thing? I don't know. So they head down to the music room where we meet DJ Catnip. How much did you love DJ Catnip? Um, A fair amount. He's an octopus cat? Yeah. Except he's not, though, because he only has four tentacle arm feet or whatever. But here's a question. This show was released when? This show was released this year. So this actually came out after Tiger King because DJ Catnip greets them by saying, hey, cats and kittens. And I was just wondering oh, if, if that was uh, if they ripped that off from Tiger King or if maybe the script was 
It was just a happy coincidence. That woman from Tiger King is a time traveler and stole it from watching episodes <laughs> uh, of Gabby's point, Dollhouse. I would believe anything. 2020 was weird. Yeah. I don't remember how they found the last hamster kitty. I, it barely matters, but uh, um, they were in the music room and they found it. Oh, because they were making music and man, those hamster kitties love music. Yep. And Shows just, how much we noticed. Yeah. Okay. So they head back up to the kitchen. To tell Mama Box, which is Baby Box's mom, milk carton cup box. Yep. Cat. Uh, <laughs> Same cat, just slightly larger. Uh-huh. That they found all the hamster kitties. And uh, Baby Box says, I learned so much. Yay. And jumps off screen for like, I don't know, six seconds this time and says, I made them a home. And she's built them a complete like hamster playhouse complete with acrylic boxes and like pencil shavings as bedding she's really good at crafts and fast as hell man so she says mom can i keep these now and mom says of course which like what's changed it's been what 20 minutes and all of a sudden this baby box cat is responsible enough to have six pets i'm so confused well you know she proved that she was what lesson is that she proved she was able to lose them and then find Color them with, pictures of them with the help of four or five different people. Yep. Yeah, and draw a couple of pictures of them, mm-hmm. and then magically manifest some kind of gigantic, like room-sized hamster kitty terrarium for them. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. I mean, but it was really. Cool. I don't know what one has to do with the other with her ability to take care of them. Anyway, the show ends incredibly with this game that we didn't know was coming. Uh, Gabby says, ready for another surprise? And it cuts to the screen that features all of the amazing kitty creatures in the show. And they're they're being lit up like a pinball machine. And the pinball machine randomly lands on Baby Box, who leads, I'm guessing, the audience in a craft to make your own hamster kitty, which was pretty adorable. Yeah, it was really Especially neat. because <laughs> with every dot of glue they put on, she says, boop. which is amazing and there's two little hamster kitties with her that are helping out and like doing very slow chubby somersaults and things like that oh awesome uh and then uh the outro happens and it shows the credits with floyd looking displeased over the uh (laughs) over in the corner in his cat tree which was pretty great all in all i was pleasantly surprised by this show um is this your favorite thing we've watched so far I really like the Garfield Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's, that's part nostalgia. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be real. This show doesn't have a ton of substance. No. A no. little bit, but not a ton. A lot of it really just hangs on the cuteness factor, but it does it really well. I it is a really cute. Like everything in it is really cute. Yeah. It's it, all over the top in a way that like it's so excessively cute that it doesn't feel cloying or overly saccharine like yeah they they do a good job with it it's it's not disgustingly cute and it's not trying too hard cute i don't think it reminds me almost of um the the game that vanellope is in in wreck it ralph yeah like the the bakery racing game like everything is so over the top cutesy that it kind of cancels itself out it's, you know, it's kind of, it's almost like if Americans were able to grasp and do something well with kwai, like the oh, whole yeah. Japanese, I believe, concept of kwai, which is like very cutesy, people like animals, like Hello Kitty and that sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. It's got that that kind of 
level to it because it's so inoffensively cute. Yes. Obviously, if you're not a cat lover or a 10-year-old girl, <laughs> hey, 8-year-old girl, uh, or, you know, you don't like cute tiny things like I do, you may disagree, but we would love to hear your opinions about that either way. Uh, I'm not sure I would change much about this show other than, I don't know if we're going to do it, at least not for the podcast or in general, I guess. Uh, but I would be interested to see more than just this episode to see if this ever has more characters, more substance, things that aren't cute. I don't think there's going to be any very special episodes of Gabby's Dollhouse. No, no. But I mean, you know, like Blue's Clues um, would venture outside oh, and yes. they would meet other members of like the Steve's household and that sort of thing. Yeah. From from looking at the credits, it seems like a pretty small Group there's only of one characters. season too, right? Yeah, yeah. There's only been ten this episodes. Is the first season. There's only been ten episodes, so that's you know maybe that's all they needed. But honestly, if if Sam got into the show, I would I would not argue. I probably would sit next to him while he watched it. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I could see it maybe getting a little irritating, you know, on multiple rewatches. But that's going to yeah. be almost every one of these shows. Sure, absolutely. But Gabby's a really cute um, little girl. They cho- they cast really well for that. I think she has really good spunk. Hmm energetic yeah i'm not sure i'd change much i don't think i learned a single thing other than this is literally made for my demographic yeah there's not much of like a lesson being taught in it or anything like that it's just kind of here's some cute stuff yeah this will pass the time yep i guess right that's that's some a lot of tv yeah why else was riverdale made (laughs) yeah i'd say this is about the level of riverdale would you yeah less serial killers and weird cults in this episode. And yeah. uh, mysterious diseases that take out half of the student body and then just are never spoken of again. Man, that was fine. crazy. The show just continues. Sorry, spoilers. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch Riverdale. It's garbage. I just wanted to follow up on a question that we had asked out loud uh, last week mm-hmm. about what happened to Mo in Global Guts. Oh, yeah. You found out? I did. Her cool. name is uh, Moira Quirk, which is a great name. Yes. And she's English, as we remembered. And she has a lot of voice acting. Cool. Like so she, she did the voice of Brit in My Life as a Teenage Robot. She did the voice of Chips in The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd. I don't know what any of these things are so far. Go ahead. She was the voices of Susie Smythe and Mei Ling in episodes of What's New Scooby-Doo. Okay, that one She did voices in Codename Kids Next Door and Johnny Bravo. She did voices for the video game Skyrim and uh, Star Wars The Old Republic and the new XCOM. Cool. She's done a lot of voice acting, it seems. She was in Happy Feet 2. She was... What? Hanar. She's the name of the blacksmith in that Rescue Riders show. Hanar. Hanar. It's Hannah with an R at the end. Oh. How would you pronounce that? Hanar. Stop. If you know how to pronounce that name, or you have any opinions about Gabby's Dollhouse, or you want our honest opinion about television shows that we aren't offering here, but maybe want to take it offline, (laughs) um, please let us know. You can reach out to us on Twitter at STIC Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Screen Time is Cancelled. Cancelled has two L's. And uh, our email address is screen time is canceled with two L's at gmail.com. I'm going to repeat our request here for uh, that two and two thing we talked about a couple episodes ago. Ah, uh, yes. Take two minutes to write a review on the podcast network of your choice, but choose iTunes because that's the one that matters. And 
tell two of your friends about us, but don't tell friends that you've already told unless you're like badgering them and being like, yo, why aren't you listening yet? And making some kind of physical threat, then that's fine to do repeats. But otherwise, two new friends this week. Maybe be nice to your friends, though. Bye! Screen Time is Cancelled is written and produced by your host, Andrew and Alan. Our theme music is Winner Winner by Kevin McLeod. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you.